hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushiro. Well, I tried to tell you. Uh, we're getting the official temperature reported of 34. Didn't feel like 37 when I strolled across the parking lot. I know you challenged me on that. Uh, Judd, frequent emailer Judd, has a great point. Uh... Wondering what the perfect mix of diverse groups of people are is like asking, what's the temperature supposed to be? <laughs> where, where are we supposed there to be none. in diversity? There is none. There's no way to... Dave? Yes, Joe. Hi. I had a comment on uh, diversity. I think in some ways it's losing its meaning a little bit like racist is. But, you know, diversity, diversity. I think the value that can be found in it is if I diversify my retirement portfolio, that's good to have a mix of different things. And if I diversify the trees I plant in my yard, I'm less likely to have them die off from the same disease. And so I think it gets kind of mixed up in thinking that in and of itself, if we have a mix of people that we force, it's going to create some value. We don't know that, but... I just thought I'd comment on those things that, when we diversify, have some value. All right, thank you. Yep. Tom? Joe, I have a completely different take on this than you do. All right. It's just interesting how we heard the same thing and thought differently. All right. Um, This country, I, I believe the United States of America has a limit on the number of immigrants that can enter the country every year. Right. So let me try to make my point. If uh, if they didn't introduce what they introduced in 1990, then the people from Uzbekistan that would like to come to this country for whatever the reason um, – wouldn't have had the chance because so many people from so many other countries that have traditionally been led into the country have come in. So, um, I, and I'm just guessing here, but my take was that when this bill was introduced, it was, you know, not a great word, but trying to be fair to make this country available to more people of the world that were interested in coming here, since there is only a finite number of people that can come. I, I accept your point. I, I think I said that to a certain extent when I said we can't blame the Diversity Visa Act in and of itself for terrorism. Right. That, it, it, and you did say that, and I'm not even arguing with you. I said more than anything, it's just that how we heard the right, same right. thing, All right. and our minds just went differently. Yep. And by the way, I will say this for diversity, it gives us better restaurants. All right, thank you. <laughs> what okay, have I always gonna... told you? What have I always told you should be at the intersection of Lexington and University? Uh, it should be uh, Asian Town or Chinatown dragons or Dragon Town. Yes, beautifully lit dragons and and that whole area could have been could become more and more refined yes. with great uh, Thai restaurants and Vietnamese oh, restaurants. Get some pho. And, yeah. All right, you want to talk diversity? Um, I think a an argument can be made that the Democratic National Committee uh, and its employees and its believers would be proponents of the idea that diversity does have value. They, they don't see it as a fact, which it is, but 
I think it could be a strong argument that in the Democratic National Committee, you would find the types of people, the bureaucrats, the politicians, the candidates who, uh, as part of the template of being in the in the Democratic uh, Party and in the Democratic National Committee, would believe uh, that diversity is a value. Well, then explain this to me. Uh, white men should not apply for any tech jobs with the DNC. White men should not apply for any tech jobs with the UNC. Uh, that's the message out of the Democratic National Committee's hiring team, uh, currently on the hunt to fill multiple vacancies in their tech department. The political organization, which routinely makes grand statements about inclusion, recently sent an email to its employees looking to recruit people for eight open spots, including IT systems administrator, product manager, and chief security officer. Though the October 30 email says that the DNC is looking for a staff of diverse voices and life experiences, it doesn't include white men. DNC's data service manager, Madeline Leader, purportedly wrote in an email that the desire for diversity excludes cisgender, straight, white males. Wow. Leader adds, I personally would prefer that you not forward to cisgender, straight, white males as they are already in the majority. Cisgender is a term for people whose gender identity matches the sex that they were assigned to at birth. Uh, uh, cisgender is a term whose, I don't need that term. I'm uh, I'm a male. Cisgender. I'm a, I happen to be a male. That's my... Uh, I don't I'm need cisgender. Male. Checked off. Right outside here is a female. Mm-hmm. And there's another female yep. over there and another yep. male. I don't need uh, uh, Madeline, uh, whatever your name is, uh, dreaming up a, a way to refer to me. Cisgender. We, the Daily Wire, which first reported the incident, posted a screenshot of the email sent to DNC insiders. A request for comment to the DNC was not immediately returned. But these these are the people that we have always highly suspected of extraordinary hypocrisy. They're the ones preaching diversity. They're the ones preaching inclusion. Uh Something else that needs to be analyzed. Uh, she doesn't want uh, cisgender white males, straight white males, mm-hmm. uh, to apply for these tech jobs because uh, cisgender straight white males are already in the majority. All right. Wouldn't wouldn't it logically follow then? That she must believe that DNC tech employees would become measurably more competent if they weren't all white males. In other words, her belief in diversity having value, it must logically follow, means that she thinks they will have better workers if they had more diverse workers. Now, they might, but how do you know that? You don't know that. We don't. Why don't you just hire the best people? And if one of them turns out to be Abdul Rashban, good for Abdul. Congratulations. That's too easy. You solved it too easy. <laughs> well, <laughs> Le- leave, leave all of that out of there. 
And when you're sitting across from the table in a mass interview or a one-on-one interview, you're going to find who is most you talented. Know, people in Mozambique could really provide a diverse experience. They dig up dead bodies and dance with them. Uh, yeah. Is that, that something you want introduced to the tech department of the DNC? There are values all around the country. Oh, I'm sorry. There are there are cultures all around the world uh, who would uh, who would express values that I sure as hell wouldn't be interested in. And there are cultures all around the world where there are values that I am interested in. I'm not interested in digging up dead people and dan- that's the. Uh, that's the underlying cause, by the way, for this fear of the Black Plague returning uh, because the uh, disease has gone airborne now and it's believed to have been uh, incubated by unearthing these uh, poor souls and having their family members uh, trot them down the street. And the next thing you know, it's going to be the medieval times again. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Dale, go ahead, please. Hey, Joe. Uh, one thing you might be fighting here was there's a very common group exercise run by human resources in big companies all over the Twin Cities where they'd say you were stranded on a desert island and they'd give you 10 items and you had to rank the 10 items as to whether they'd be helpful to you or not. Mm-hmm. And you'd do the exercise first, you'd do it individually, and then you'd put aside your individual score, and then you'd talk it over as a group, mm-hmm. and then you'd rank them as a group. And in the exercise, the group was always supposed to do better than anybody's individual score, see? And that would, that would, uh, that would prove the worth of diversity. And that was very common out there in the Twin Cities. I wonder if you ran across it in some of your diversity training uh no <laughs> oh, okay no. well that was out there for a while and i i ran across it a couple different companies so they do it and that's uh what it's supposed to do right. is prove that diversity has a value unfortunately one time we got in the group and they had an action there was actually a guy from the services that uh, military service and he ranked them correctly right from the get-go and then when we got together as a group, he'd try to argue for her his list, but you know we because we were a group, we couldn't always uh, we couldn't always uh, uh, cave into his wishes, so we had to include other people's. So at that time, it turned out that his was the uh, best score, and our group list didn't score correctly. And our home, our human resources person just said, "Hmm." Sounds well. like you. Uh, it sounds like a waste of time to me. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Uh, it's now it's now breaking that a cab has left the street and plowed into pedestrians in the Covent Garden uh, area of London. Uh, the driver has uh, stopped and is in uh, being held. And uh, the initial report is that terrorism is not suspected. Got it. Troy. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Yeah. With this. Uh... DNC. I'm wondering how this fits in with uh, legally, you know, with equal opportunity employing and all that stuff. How do you 
discriminate or not discriminate, but you exclude a certain part of the population. Uh, being a mysterious means never having to follow the rules. Or have logic, apparently. Right, right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, completely different topic, but yeah, it, it falls under the rubric of, do you ever get the idea there's something going on out there we don't know anything about? Yeah, I, I think so. It was a hell of a piece in the Pioneer Press. Uh, a teen victim of a St. Paul drive-by shooting may never walk again. Mm. Uh, she's 19. She was uh, a passenger in a car idling at a stoplight. She was shot by the driver of another vehicle moments after it pulled up alongside her at Western Minnehaha. I'm hit, I'm hit, she said. Uh, her name is Diamante Marie Jorge Salgado. Uh, Ten days later, Jorge Salgado still can't feel her legs, according to her brother, Roberto Perez. She remains hospitalized. Well, good luck to you, young lady. I hope you're going to make it. Yeah, right. Perez added that his sister has a large family supporting her. A 19-year-old St. Paul man was charged in the shooting late last week. Latre Lamont Anderson faces two counts of committing a crime to benefit a gang, one count of first-degree assault and a fourth count of being involved in a drive-by shooting. Jorge Salgado told police she was sitting in the passenger seat in her boyfriend's car when a car pulled up beside them at the intersection of Western and Minnehaha. Okay. According to the criminal complaint. I can picture that. When she turned her head, she said she saw a man she recognized as the brother of one of her acquaintances. A brother of one of her acquaintances, okay. Driving the vehicle. When she realized he was holding a handgun, she told her boyfriend to drive away, the complaint said. That's when she said she heard a loud boom and immediately felt intense pressure in her back as she realized she was bleeding. Her boyfriend drove her to the hospital. Jorge Salgado... Later identified Anderson, Latre Lamont Anderson, as the shooter in a photo array. Her boyfriend eventually told officers he recently had beef with three of Anderson's friends during the Rondo Days parade. You mean the like they should have had a hamburger somewhere? No, that's or? what you would think, but they had a complaint. Okay. Anderson, the shooter, the alleged shooter, Latre Lamont right. Anderson, is a member of the Everybody Killer Gang. Authorities say. I'm unfamiliar with that gang. Jorge Salgado's boyfriend is affiliated with the Time for Money gang. Are they just randomly naming themselves? Uh... Uh, I don't know. Uh, Anderson's next court appearance is November, 20, November 29. His criminal record includes misdemeanor convictions for theft and disorderly content. These are two new ones to me. I didn't know we, were, uh, we had the uh, Everybody Killer gang. Haven't seen the tagging for that in the um, local. And the Time for Money gang. Uh, you know, if you're going to pick a, is that a, is that a rough gang name? Time for Money. That sounds more like, hey, we're fun and festive. Time it's, for uh, Money. But... Certainly rough enough for Diamante Marie Jorge Salgado, who might never walk again. That's not fun. Uh, I, I would imagine she knew her boyfriend was in a gang. She knew her boyfriend was in a gang. I let me. I'm gonna. I don't really think I'm out on a limb there. <clears throat> Whatever happened to the uh, the Soshas and the, uh, you know, when you had a rumble, the Jets? How about the Baldies and the Greasers? Yes. Or every once in a while you'd have a rumble. It's not uh, random I was going to tell you my license story. 
Oh yeah, I'm gonna wait because you're not gonna have to. You're gonna forget. It's, okay, we're it's gonna too long. Right there we now. go. We'll, we'll we'll take our, our our break for Bruce. I don't. Want, we don't need. I, I can not right this sec, but I'm just saying. After Dave, maybe you can tell us. Well, that's when I'm gonna because I need to go get tabs, and I'm gonna go in person because I want to know are, are we gonna get them or not. Because I, I always do it by mail. I was I waited to the last. I think the when do your oh, what what does it say on your license? Plate? I think the Yukon expired. To, Is it October? October seventeenth. No, you had until the end of October. That's we should have a grace period for people like me. The whole the no the grace period is your is the entire month. If October is your expiration month, you have all month. That's your grace period. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I just went through a long. <laughs> well, you did a long drawn out process. I'm going to try to tell it so it's interesting. Those bureaucratic tales can become burdensome. And I'll, yeah, but we've all experienced, so you might uh, well, people this, might empathize. This is with kind you. of an interesting one. Well, we'll be back in a moment. Commencing garage logic segment number eight. Here's John Hyde in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. Snow and 34 degrees. This update brought to you by Robert W. Baird and Company. Uh, I did a little research here for Rook, uh, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, registration tabs yeah. must be purchased by the last day of the expiration month. Yeah. Must... So you've already you've already blown it. You, you didn't buy them yet? No. Yeah. Well, you should have bought them. But you do have a 10-day grace period to get them on your car. So. Oh, that's what it is. So when they check and they say he bought them, he's got 10 days to get them on the car. But I don't know if there's any penalty for not buying them by the last. No, day usually the cops will say, "Hey, uh, the cop doesn't have anything to do with it." When you go to the registrar right. to buy them, that's where you could face a penalty. No, yeah. you won't face a penalty. But I'm I'm worried about getting pulled over and saying, "Hey, you you have expired tabs." Uh, you yeah. have ten. No, days you got ten days that. before. I'm that trying happens. that. I'm going to say, "Listen, copper, I heard it on Garage Logic. Yeah. Yeah. Rookie but said you get a. Yeah. What if you get pulled over and the copper calls in? You haven't purchased your new registered tabs, so you don't have tabs." I'm going to say, I would like a warning. Thank you, and uh, let me be on my way. I disagree. Good luck with I that. I disagree. Good State luck. State troopers, look out. I'm, uh, Can we I'm get coming to the through. news? Yep. Sure. Uh, sports headlines. Wolves on the road tonight. They're in New Orleans to play the Pelicans. The Wild lose to Winnipeg 2-1 to last night, and they'll play Montreal at home tomorrow night. And Game 7 of the World Series here tonight on 1500 ESPN. Houston at Los Angeles. Series tied at three games apiece. Winner takes all. Starting pitchers tonight, Hugh Darvish for the Dodgers, Lance McCullers Jr. for the Astros. Uh, we'll probably see a lot of relief pitchers in this game. And, in fact, I don't know if you saw the quote from Clayton Kershaw. Uh, he said, yes, he'll be ready. He said, in fact, he'll be ready uh, to pitch 27 innings if needed. Is Chevrolet yeah. involved, I wonder? Because this would be the night we'd they get are. technology oh, and stuff. Technology and they stuff. are. In yeah. fact, I saw an ad the other day that said it was the official car of Major League oh, Baseball. Oh, we could get so. technology and now, stuff. Now, do they have the right guy lined up and stuff like that? I hope they, they bring him back. Them. If they were smart, they would. That's yeah, the he, only person that should be endorsing right. that. Right. He was, a, wasn't he a last-minute fill-in, yes. I think? so. Yeah. yeah. He worked in a parts department at Acme <laughs> Chevrolet. I don't know. <laughs> News notes from today, that couple charged in connection with the discovery of a pipe bomb near a Ramsey fire station last month had built and detonated or tried to detonate six different explosives in the past two years, that according to the Ramsey Police Department. 24-year-old Jacob Hall and 25-year-old Jennifer Stewart told investigators they set off most of the explosives in rural parts of Ramsey away from people. In one case, a contractor reported damage to a home that was under construction. That incident was only one of the approximately six that was reported to the police. 
Both Hall and Stewart were present at the time each device was detonated, according to a police Facebook post, adding there's no existing threat to the public. Hall and Stewart face two counts of explosive incendiary device violations and first-degree damage of property in connection to the pipe bomb that uh, was found in a wooded area between a fire station and power substation on October 23rd. Stewart also faces a controlled substance charge. Police say the pair are responsible for dozens of other petty crimes, including stealing holiday light projectors, garden and lawn ornaments, and using slingshots to shoot metal balls at garage doors and fences. They got a racket going. Uh, The fella said in the original quote from the police report uh, that he was uh, lighting off these bombs to impress the young lady. (laughs) (laughs) I bet her parents are going to be really thrilled. Wright County Sheriff's Office investigating a report that a parent found a sewing needle in a child's Tootsie Roll last night. The parent told authorities the needle was found upon searching through the candy after trick-or-treating in Wright County. Sheriff's Office said it's uncertain which house the candy came from. Sheriff's Office said we've not received any other reports of adulterated candy in Monticello and Wright County. Across the border in Wisconsin, the Arcadia Police Department posted on its Facebook page a press release stating it has launched its own investigation after reports of two needles being found in candy. The department warned the needles were not visibly seen until the candy was opened and broken in half and told parents to check their child's candy before allowing them to eat it. I can virtu- I can literally guarantee you there were no needles in the 17 mini Kit Kat bars that I've consumed today. Good. <laughs> yes, you have. The Uzbek immigrants accused of using a truck to mow down uh, people along a bike path killing eight did it in the name of ISIS, according to police today. Investigators, meanwhile, were at the hospital bedside of 29-year-old Saifullo Saipov, working to get information about the attack near the World Trade Center Memorial that also left 12 people injured. A law enforcement official uh, said that uh, Saipov was lucid after surgery for wounds suffered when he was shot by police. John Miller, Deputy Police Commissioner for Intelligence, said Saipov left behind notes at the scene, handwritten in Arabic with symbols and words that essentially said ISIS would endure forever. Records show Saipov was a commercial truck driver who formed a pair of businesses in Ohio. He'd also driven for Uber. Uh, 38-year-old Mirkmat Munyav of Stow, Ohio, said he knew Saipov because they were both truck drivers. He portray, uh, portrayed the young man as argumentative. He said his work was falling apart and he wasn't happy with his life. Mubinov said Saipov lost his insurance on his truck after rates had shot up because of some traffic tickets, and he said companies had stopped hiring. He said he heard from some of Saipov's friends that Saipov's truck engine blew up a few months ago in New Jersey. Mubinov said Saipov would get into arguments with his friends and family, tangling over even small things like going to picnics with the Uzbek community. He said he and Saipov would sometimes argue about politics and world affairs, including Israel and Palestine. But he said Saipov never spoke about ISIS, but he could tell he did hold radical views. You really want to hitch your wagon to ISIS? Do you think there are longevity there or what? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Four people have been injured, one seriously after a taxi crashed into pedestrians in central London. Uh, three of those taken to, were taken to a hospital and a fourth person treated at the scene after the incident near Covent Garden. Police quickly ruled out terrorism as a possible cause. The Metropolitan Police said the collision occurred on Southampton Street, which links the Strand to the concentration of shops and bars in Covent Garden. Spokesperson told The Independent the incident was not terror-related, but would not give the exact cause of the crash. A high-ranking North Korean defector has told a congressional hearing that a preemptive U.S. military strike 
would trigger automatic retaliation with the North unleashing artillery and short-range missile fire on South Korea. Tai Yong-ho was testifying today before the House Foreign Affairs Committee. He defected back in 2016 as Deputy Chief of Mission at the North Korean Embassy in London. And Tai said the U.S. and South Korea would win a war after a preventive military strike, but that there would be human sacrifice. He said North Korea has tens of thousands of artillery guns and short-range missiles at a military demarcation line, and the North's officers are trained to open fire on the South in response to any bombing or any U.S. military strike. We still have reports of, uh, well, sexual problems, shall we say, in Hollywood. Dustin Hoffman now, the latest to be accused. He's apologizing after a woman accused him of groping and sexually harassing her when she was 17. Anna Graham Hunter wrote a guest column for The Hollywood Reporter in which she said Hoffman groped her buttocks and made numerous lewd comments toward her when she was a teenage intern on the 1985 TV film Death of a Salesman. In the column, she published the contents of old letters that she had written during her time working on the set. Hunter said that while she was taking Hoffman's breakfast order on set, he said, I'll have a hard-boiled egg, and then said something I can't really repeat on the radio. Ah, she also some buttered toast? 32 years ago. She also wrote in one of the letters to her sister, Today when I was walking Dustin to his limo, he felt my rear end four times. She wrote in the letters that wonder she... who his favorite magician is. <laughs> David Copperfield? <laughs> I don't think more Doug Henning. Oh. She wrote in the letters that she was nervous the movie's producer, Bob Colesbury, would fire her for swatting Hoffman's hand away. She wrote to her sister, I'm not going to let Dustin have his hands all over me, and I think it sucks if Bob Colesbury expects me to. Hunter detailed other comments Hoffman made toward her and other women on the set. She admitted she felt flattered by the attention at the time as a teenager, but has changed her mind as an adult. She wrote, at the age of 49, I understand what Dustin Hoffman did as it fits into the larger pattern of what women experience in Hollywood and everywhere. He was a predator, I was a child, and this was sexual harassment. When contacted by The Hollywood Reporter, Hoffman said, I have the utmost respect for women. feel terrible anything I might have done could have put her in an uncomfortable situation. I am sorry. It's not reflective. Of who I am. Well, apparently it was. What? Okay, to what extent? You know, everybody was on uh, Bill Cosby, and he he took drastic measures to uh, with some of the people that he had dealings with. But where? What's the line? Where is? I'm not saying this is good or bad, but I'm I'm asking out loud. I got a better question for you. What? What celebrity uh, who will be alleged to have sexually assaulted someone would actually be a surprise? You would think Dustin Hoffman would be a surprise. Uh, yes. No, but he isn't. I thought Cosby was because he had that, you know, yeah. the American on. dad image. Right, you know? right. But, so name me somebody. Hmm. <sighs> name me somebody who, uh, a Hollywood movie star, who, and it would surprise you if, if these allegations came out. I'm going to go completely the other way and say, Jack Nicholson, what are we? What's going to happen here? I mean, he slept with a whole bunch of women, and yeah, but maybe that was all on the up and up. Warren, you never hear any complaints about Warren Beatty. Yeah. Are they just w- waiting to develop? So who would surprise you? Who would it? Su- I can't come up with anybody. Ed Asner. <laughs> yeah. Ed Asner Ed would, yeah, surprise would surprise me if that he was going David Copperfield. That would surprise me. That would some magic tricks. That would be. As consumers demand ever quicker and convenient package delivery, the U.S. Postal Service wants to boost its business this holiday season by offering what few e-commerce retailers can provide, cheap next-day service with packages delivered on Sundays to your home. Retail giant Go USPS. Retail giant Walmart says it's considering the Sunday option, which could reshape weekend shopping trips to the mall. 
The program, available in 20 major U.S. cities, would allow consumers to place online orders with participating retailers before a cutoff time on Saturday. Postal carriers pick up merchandise from the local stores for delivery the following day, similar to Sunday package deliveries it now handles for Amazon. Postal Service has not disclosed which stores might sign on to the new pilot program, launched in advance of the retailer's most competitive time of the year. Why Why are we so concerned with getting uh, packages so fast and we can't wait 24 because hours? Because we're, uh, we have no attention span. Instant gratification. What are we talking about? <laughs> Here's Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. The snow is tapering off already, so really not much in the way of accumulation here in the Twin Cities. uh, Temperatures stayed mild enough to keep it mostly wet. As far as the roadways go, it is going to slow down the afternoon commute, though, a little bit. Still a little sloppy snow going on in the southern parts of the metro that's moving north-northeastward. So I think it'll be uh, pretty much completely out of here by 5 o'clock tonight. And then just some drizzle and cloudy skies and some fog kind of hanging around through the night. It's going to keep our temperature above the freezing point, 33 for the overnight low. 38 tomorrow, some fog early burns off to just mostly cloudy skies. A little hint of sun from time to time. Friday, cloudy skies, rain and snow developing late, probably Friday evening, 38 for the high then. Saturday, some snow in the morning, otherwise changing to rain in the afternoon. Saturday's high, 41. 50 on Sunday, showers likely, and then next week, temperatures cool off again to 35 with some flurries possible on Tuesday. Going for a low tonight down to 33. Right now we're at 34, so temp's not moving much, and I have the records for the day, Joe. November 1. 77. 77. In 1933. In 1933. 10 above. 10 above. 1951. 1951. All right, thank you. Thank you, Joe. Quarter to three. Well, just look at another picture of this Saipov, the terrorist. Yes. That freak looks like he'd run a truck and try to run somebody down. He doesn't have a good look. You got to get rid of the beard. All right, here's my license story. Okay. Uh, transferred a car to a kid I used to have back in March. Got it. All right. Went to the Sears place to do it. Mm-hmm. That, that was my last visit there. Very bold, sir. You want a diverse experience? That's where to go. I'm serious. <laughs> yes, it is. And when I say I'll never go there again, it's not because I don't like the diversity. It's because it's too crowded. Right. So anyway, we went and we got it done. And I got a copy of the of the title and uh, said, you'll have that mailed to you, young lady. And uh, off we went. And she never got the title. Okay. And in uh, September, on another matter, I happened to be at the White Bear License Bureau, and I said, say, will you look up uh, the title to this uh, car that was transferred to my daughter right. in March? Uh, she's, she hasn't received a title. And, and you know, she played around on the computer for a bit and said, well, I see that she's got the car. I can't tell you about the title. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Sunday, I was walking. I noticed that her tabs expire November. Okay. So starting today. She has a month to replace the tabs. Yeah. Right. So I grill her again, and I, I developed some theories. Okay. I said, did you ever get a title to this? You apparently don't have a title to this car. No, I, I don't have a title. I said, did you ever get a notice that it was time for you to purchase your tabs? Well, I never got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, through a variety of circumstances, 
uh, she doesn't have a great deal of time to deal with this. Okay, sure. So I took it upon myself. Oh, you're helping somebody out. So, and I was just smart enough to know that I think I got a big problem here. Okay. You so, weren't feeling anytime you go to the DM, you get that queasy feeling. No, no, I think I think I have a problem here that, that can't be handled at at just where you go to get tabs. At one of the satellite places. I see. So I went to the what I now know or understand to be the main department of motor vehicle where you take your big grief. Uh right. It's on is, Minnesota Street in St. Paul. Yes. All right. And you walk in and you tell uh, the gatekeeper why you're there. And I said, Here's a copy of a title we transferred in March. She doesn't have a title yet. I, I want to know why. I'm, I'm following up on that. And she said, okay, I have to type three emails. Well, there was nobody behind me, so I stood there, and she typed three emails. And uh, she she said, go to uh, desk one. Somebody will be out in five to ten minutes. Okay. So Boy. they're back there. They're like doctors. Right. You're uh, you're feeling pretty good here right now. Yeah, they, I'm making headway here. They got the I, chart. Know. Yeah. and But they're... There's must be people back there, and then they get the email from the gatekeeper, so they come out somewhat prepared to handle your problem. So I started uh, all over, yep. and I said, "Here's the deal. Here, I got this. She got this car transferred to her in March, and she does, has not received a title, and she has also received uh, did not receive any notification to buy the license tax, mm. and she." You know, went on her computer and did stuff and said, well, she was sent that title a month after the transfer. I said, well, she didn't get it. Uh, she also uh, didn't get any notice to buy the tabs. Hmm. And I said, as long as I'm here, uh, can I can I buy the tabs for her? Let's get this done. And she said, no, we don't do tabs. You got to go to a, that's who you, you go out to like South uh -huh. St. Paul or whatever. And then you can get the tabs. So I said, can I buy the tabs for her when I get to this place? And she said, if your daughter writes a note authorizing you to do it. Oh, my word. So, They're really... In the meantime... It's easier to vote. In the meantime, uh, she gave me the application for a duplicate title. In other words, we have to start over and get Got a it. title. Okay. Okay, here was the theory I developed. Then I'll finish this story. Mm -hmm. I'm not accusing uh, the kid I used to have of uh, abject neglect, but it occurred to me that she is of the generation that really quite significantly has never relied on the mail. I was, was going to say, I, I can see that, it that, in a pile, yes, in a pile of maybe some junk mail, and it was just it was tossed aside because it, casually. Because, because what happened to the title is one of only two things. It didn't get delivered for whatever reason, or it got lost. And I'm thinking, you know, this generation, I saw somebody pay it. They, these kids take pictures of a check you write to them, yes. and then they send that to their bank, and it's instantly that's deposited. That's deposit, right. I, that's not my world. That's voodoo to me. Why risk it? I go to the mail. Right. And it occurred to me, these kids don't, don't have a healthy respect for the mail. They really don't. There is not an eagerness. There is not a, it is not sought out. To get the at, at let three me finish your story running out okay. of time. Uh, so I get the application for the uh, uh, duplicate uh, title. Uh, fill that out yesterday. Took that with me to one of the satellite deals today and said, "Here's the story. I need a duplicate title, and I also here's a letter from my daughter authorizing me to purchase the uh, to purchase the uh, license tabs." And uh, 
and she and she read the thing. For, we thought we had the letter nailed. We put the VIN number in there, her driver's oh. license number, but forgot to put her insurance uh, carrier and the policy number. Oh, my God. So then I had to do some emailing and find that, and then we finally did it and blah, blah, blah. And, I, and it got done. But here's what happened. I bet you she just didn't pay attention to that title. Sitting right next to the Vogue catalog. I bet you she didn't pay attention to the license tab renewal deal. Uh, it doesn't seem, let's say the state bollocked up one and didn't send you the title. Okay. It's, it, I, don't, I don't see a connection between the title and the tabs. They, they, in other words, I don't think a, a renewal notice for tabs goes out based on anything cross-referencing a title. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it does. Uh, maybe it does. I don't know. But, what a uh, pain! But see, what I'm what I'm but saying. But all the people I dealt with were reasonable people. They, they, you know, wasn't their fault. But ever since I was a boy, yeah, there was always that eagerness. Did the mail come yet? As an adult, did the hey, did the mail get here yet? Yeah, but you're, they don't have that. You're 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 past that timeline where I that's that's understandable. And kids, my kids don't. You have to tell them you got a birthday card. You got you know something for college. Yeah, I, I'm telling you. I, my suspicion is that she did in fact receive a title and has no earthly idea where it went, and she did in fact get a license tab renewal notice and has no earthly idea. Let me know where you find it. Where it went. Okay. they wanted a game seven tonight all i want is a game seven tonight it's not all i want but it's yeah, one of the but then it's over then is there uh yep that's there's a lull oh, november december january uh, about three months pitchers will start showing up down in florida arizona that's uh, okay is big can... boy here today i haven't seen or heard him uh he is here today yes he, he is here to uh, kenny's right here no i don't mean kenny hey, I, mean, oh. I mean patrick uh, Patrick is here today because oh, we have sports segment coming up. I got, I got to tell Patrick about something that uh, it reminds me of something his father Richard might have tried to pull. Oh, off. good! I liked uh, sh- so the I d- shenanigans. I didn't get to it on our show, but I'm going to save it and and spring it on him. Okay. Is it snowing, Kenny? Is it snowing, Soul Man? Yeah. Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 32 degrees. Dave says the uh, snow is going to wind down. It's uh, just essentially very unpleasant at the moment. 